Sup, Buzznet! In reference to the podcast here at you again. On Murder Monday. I'm Amanda. I'm Heather. So, before I start, just gonna say this is a little, a little rough. Um, so, I know from the title it's obvious what this involves, but when I first heard it, it was pretty shocking to me. So, if you're triggered by rape, please do not listen any further. Heather, if you're triggered by rape... <laughs> Tough shit, you have to listen to it anyway. <laughs> I mean, unless you're going to tell me to shut up, which if you do get uncomfortable at any point, please do tell me to shut up because it's rough. So my sources were Main Street Magazine with the article Assault, Injustice, and Protest, The Birth of Sharp, and A History of UNH's Response to Rape and Sexual Assault. That's a mouthful. Jeez. Yeah. They need to shorten that title. And the other one was APNews.com's article, Celebrated University Rape Case Settled. So, no Wikipedia. I was very shocked that there was not a Wikipedia on this that I could find. And slightly disappointed. <laughs> so. This might be your first one without Wikipedia. No, it's not. No? No. Nice try, though. I did a one that was only Dateline. Oh, that's right. Okay, so this took place on February 19th. 1987. The assailants were Christopher Spann, Jonathan Fox, and Gordon Williams. Spann and Fox were 20, and Williams was 19. The group had been in a bar, and they were served alcohol despite being underage, and they all had about six beers each, which would knock me on my fucking ass, so... I, I mean, think a beer would probably do that for me. Well, because you literally don't drink. I, like, don't drink, but... I also don't drink beer if I do drink. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know men process beer different than women, but... Still, that's a lot. Yeah. So, the group returned to their University of New Hampshire residence hall, which was Stoke Hall, where they saw a freshman girl, and I believe her name was Sarah, and I say Sarah throughout this. Um, it could have been changed when I did bystander, bystander training, because I could not find her name, really, in either of the articles that I used, so... But I do say Sarah throughout this because that's what I remember hearing. So Sarah was severely intoxicated. She had been at a fraternity party that night with her friends when she was beginning to black out and then went back to Stoke Hall. Uh, The bottom of her shirt was sticking through the zipper of her pants when she saw the group of males, who she then asked them to help her back to her room. Fox asked her for a goodnight hug and kiss, and Sarah obliged. Obliged? Is that how you say that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. At this time, Fox entered his room with Sarah, and the other boys went elsewhere. Fox started to have sex with the very intoxicated female. After finishing, he then went and found Williams and told him that she was really horny and that he should go down there. When, while Williams entered the room, Fox then went and found Span, who was actually his roommate. Upon returning to the room, two females stopped and talked to them while they were about to enter the room. When Span entered the room, these two girls tried to follow, but Fox told them they couldn't go in because Williams was doing bad things with the drunk girl. The women supposedly laughed it off, but on the way back to their room, stopped and told the RA what was happening. Um... And when I was doing my bystander training, it was stated that the RA said it was not his job to interfere with sexual relationships 
but that he did go to the room. <laughs> but if they're intoxicated and they know they're underage. I almost... I, I didn't even know what to say when that was said in bystander training because I was like, it is literally your job to keep your residents safe. Yeah. And now, granted, the girls did not know that the female was a resident of Stoke Hall. They just knew that there was a drunk girl in there. So, although an RA's job is to keep everybody safe, really, who enters their building, that's the only thing I can think of, like, why he maybe wasn't ready to go do something. But, I mean, he did go to the room. So, um, but now we're going to go back to using the articles as my sources. So, when the RA went to the room, no one answered the door, so he opened the door and saw two figures on the bed. Fox was having sex with the female again. The RA asked if the girl was drunk, and when he got a yes response, said, Do you know what you're doing could be considered rape? Span told the RA it was not rape. The RA apparently continued talking to the boys and thought he had convinced them to let Sarah leave. But before that, the residents asked to have a word with the female in private, and the RA agreed and walked into the hall. And waited in the hall. Denied by Fox, but according to the RA statement to police, Fox came out of the room and high-fived a group of students who had gathered to see what the commotion was and said he had a train going on in his room. This is so bad. This is so terrible. When the female left the room of the boys, she got, I guess she was able to get up and start leaving. The boy... The people that were gathered were outraged when they realized that it was a resident from their floor. Some said they thought it was, like, a high school girl or just, like, somebody else, but... Oh, and they realized, like, oh, we know her. Yeah, and that's what made it so bad. Regardless of who it is, it's so bad. (laughs) Yeah, like, I just... I know 1987 was a different culture, but, like, I just can't even imagine. Um... So, Sarah went back to her room and went to sleep. With the looming ramifications, the males went to Sarah's room to speak to her, wanting to get retroactive consent. Which, boys, that is not a thing. Girls, that's not a thing. No, if you don't say yes beforehand, it's rape. Yes, and you can say no at any time. Um... So when they went to Sarah's room, they wrapped her in her blanket and took her to the stairwell where Fox and Span were. So I don't think Williams was involved in this point, according to the articles. Span asked Fox to leave them alone so that he could talk to her. And Fox did. He left. And Span then again assaulted her on the stairwell landing. I just... I don't know. I I just, I I don't understand. But I know I always say it gets worse. The sexual assault is done at this point, but it gets worse. So, I guess relatively soon after, like, the females started talking to people in her hall and the RAs and some counseling people, and they suggested that she go to the campus health center, so she did, and they reported the incident to campus police. Fine. Great. That's what you should do. Span and Fox were, tra- were charged with aggravated sexual assault, and Williams was charged with misdemeanor sexual assault. The three men denied any wrongdoing. 
and they were allowed to go to class and remain in the residence hall for about a month afterwards. At the college level, the judicial board cleared Span and Fox of sexual assault, charge, sexual assault charges, but they were suspended for one semester for violating school rules. For what, drinking? I have no idea. That's all it said. And Williams was cleared of all charges. From the, so this is from the school standpoint. So they literally got away scot-free. No. From the school standpoint, sort of. Williams did. It never really said Williams had sex with her, though, so I don't know. He was just, like, with them. Yeah, and, I mean, he went to the room when Fox told him to, but I don't know that he actually did didn't have sex with her. Yeah, it, didn't, it wasn't really clear. So, Fox and Span were charged with the aggravated sexual assault, but they pled guilty to misdemeanor, misdemeanor charges of sexual assault and were sentenced to two years of probation and a year in jail with all but three months suspended. So they served three months. Williams' charges were dropped. He had been charged with misdemeanor, misdemeanor sexual assault. They said they didn't have enough to charge him. Um, oh, Fox and Span were required to write an apology letter to her. They served three months in jail. I And I don't even know if they served all of it or not. Like, That's bullshit. I, like, when I heard this, I was like, so that, that's it. That's all I have on it. I don't know what happened to her. God, I hope she got counseling. I hope she's okay because I don't even want to imagine what she went through. I mean. Well, yeah, because I would assume, like, she would be around her parents' age now. Yeah, because she would have been, well, no, she might be a little bit younger. Because she would have been 19 in 1987, so. Mm. Um, she's, like, around Mike's age. Mike's younger than my parents. Our parents. I think your parents are probably older than my parents. So. Yeah, but that will be, he just turned 58. Yeah, my mom will be... No, my mom just turned, what year is this, 2009? So she just turned 55. 2009? Yeah. 2019. You know what I meant? It's like, it basically is 2009, because 2008 was like last year. That's fair. But anyway, so what the good that did come out of this, if you can find a silver lining in anything, is that a bunch of people protested on campus, and because... The judicial board found them, like, innocent, basically. Um, and so they implemented SHARP, which is a... I don't remember what the acronym stands for, but it's, like, a women's center, I think. Or, like, a, like somewhere for people to get help for rape and sexual assault. Um, and they did change their policies on more serious crimes because that's what they claimed was that the school didn't know how to deal with that serious of a crime. This poor girl was basically... Turn it over to the police. Like Yeah. Well, I mean, the police did handle it. Um, but, like, when they pled guilty and they got their sentencing, the girl's lawyer was like, she has no comment and she didn't even show up to the hearing. Like, I don't blame her. No, I don't either. Um, she transferred schools. Fair, uh, but I. Oh. Sexual assault is such a shitty thing. On, I mean, it's shitty. Period. But like, 
it's, that's something that shouldn't be happening on college campuses. Yeah, and it's such an issue on college campuses. I mean, like, you gotta look at, like, Brock Turner, who raped a drunk girl behind a dumpster, and his dad was, oh, that case makes me so mad. His dad, like, wrote about how this ruined his son's life, and how he lost his swimming scholarship at Stanford. I think well, Stanford. you shouldn't have did it then. Yeah. And how he was, I think, I think there was something about how he was just being a boy and... And he got three months in jail. And I don't even think he served three months. Like, it's... Uh, like, what about her life? <laughs> yeah, like, she's probably never gonna trust another man again. Yeah, it's so terrible. I don't know. Um, like, just... Don't have sex with somebody if they're drunk. Whether you're female or male. Because and it's rape either a, way. That's why you always have a sober friend. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, like, she was with her friends at this fraternity party and got super shit-faced, and I'm not blaming her by any means, but, like, her friends let her go back to her residence hall alone. I don't know. I'm not blaming anybody. I mean, it's the it's the boy's fault. I'm not saying it's yeah. anybody else's fault, but it's, like... But, like, if you have a friend that are, like, visibly drunk, like, don't let them go off by themselves. I mean... Buddy system. Shit, like, I had to shut down a party once and somebody ended up getting separated from her friends and it happened and I... I had to go to counseling for that because I blamed myself for the longest time. Like, it's so shitty. It's so shitty. Just don't have sex with somebody unless they say... Don't have sex until you're married. Just don't have sex, period. Yeah, just don't do it. We don't need any more kids. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, I can't expect everybody to be like me and not want to have sex, but like... Be smart about it. Make sure they say yes. And that they Get want Get written to. consent. Just to be on the safe side. Yeah. Pull out a document. <laughs> carry around a journal with you. Excuse me, can you write here? <laughs> you sign date. Can we get a witness in here? A notari- notarizer? Notarizer? Notary. Thank you. Um, and I'm not trying to make light of consent. Consent is so... We're just trying to... I know, yeah. I, it was so... It was I, so dark. We need to find the light. I seriously, in bystander training... So, like, this is used in bystander training because the bystander effect is that if there's a group of people, somebody else will do something. So you're less likely to do it. And so, in bystander training, they read this story, and it's like, identify each single time somebody could have stepped in and said, hey, this is wrong. Uh, the guys outside that fucking high-fived them when they came yeah, out? Yeah, well, it's like that, and then, like, anytime somebody may have been a bystander and did something. So, like, the two girls that went to the RA, and, I mean, they did what they were supposed to. They went and told an authority figure, and the authority figure was like, not my problem. Not my problem. Granted, he did go, but it's just... Um, there were like 15 times that our group that was doing the training identified that somebody could have or did step in. And it's just like, if you see something wrong, say something. And if your RA... If you go to your RA and say, hey, somebody's getting raped, and they say, not my problem... Fucking call the police. Yeah. And then call your director of housing and say... 
hey, this person said not my problem. Yeah, because as somebody who supervised RAs, if I found out one of my RAs ever said that, I would have been livid. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so. That's your little PSA. That's my PSA. I'm gonna steal a, and that's why we drink thing. And honestly, being the fact that Sagittarius, I'm not even fucking surprised. Why? Because they're assholes. Are you calling my dog an asshole? Don't look at me like that, Brody. <laughs> Rude! I'm not an asshole. I just know someone that is. Okay, Brody, here's your horoscope for the day. Are you listening? There's an emotional central... <laughs> so weird. There's an emotional central feeling to the day that is sure to tickle your heart. <laughs> okay. Is your heart tickled, Brody? Try not to be too abrasive when dealing with others. The more our back, turn your back on them. The more serene you can be, the more doors you will be able to walk through. Be patient and don't feel like you need to be the first in line. If you aren't sure of a situation, don't jump in head first. See that? Perfect. Today your matches are for love, love, for love, Libra, love. friendship, Aries, and career, Cancer. So neither of us. <laughs> Alright, well, until Freaky Friday, what's Freaky Friday? Something in Australia. I was opening up Pokemon Go, that's not what I wanted to do. Yeah, Port Arthur. Until next time, find us on, until, what, what is it? <laughs> what? What is your next topic? Port Arthur. Yeah. Okay, so until we talk about Port Arthur, find us on Instagram at in reference to podcast. On Twitter at in reference to at Gmail at in reference to the <laughs> it's as far as in reference to podcast it's just in reference to podcast at gmail.com for some give us some spookiness spook us out and by we she means me yeah but I'm telling you if you send them we'll give you a shout out maybe I'll even read it yeah she'll probably read it might make our episodes a little longer. <laughs> you can also support, I almost said Patreon and us, <laughs> probably, us and Wikipedia at patreon.com backslash in reference to. We'd love to have you as supporters. We do appreciate you, though, listening to us. We just talked about that today. We have way more. We have like 20 times more than we thought we were going to have. Yeah. Um, literally thought it was just going to be us listening to ourselves. But you guys have shocked us, and we appreciate it. Especially those of you that are outside of the country. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys lot. have stories that you want us to cover, tell us, because... Yeah. like, any ideas you guys want, like, you'll be like, oh, I'd love to hear their take on this. Yeah. Please let us know. I don't really follow murders outside of the United States. I always do Jack the Ripper. No, thank you. That's been covered by everybody that does a true crime podcast, I think. You could do Ripper the Jack. <laughs> do it backwards. <laughs> yeah, I'll just do it in reverse. It'll be like Jeopardy in reverse. <laughs> what is? <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie. When you tagged me in that, I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> and then as you we were sitting here watching it the other night, and you said it, I was like, Oh, <laughs> because they have to answer in the form of a question. So it's like a, it's like. 
They're asking like an unsure question. He's giving them an asshole answer. Yeah, yeah. It, took, it I truly did not get it. I'm an old lady, and I watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune every night. All right. On that note. <laughs>